Okay, welcome to episode four. Today we're going to be talking about mental health during the lockdown. Um, one of the biggest things for us is people that are around us, people that we know have experienced some form of mental health. It might have even been one of us. Um, so I think it's quite a sensitive topic. So we will be providing some contact details at the end of the podcast and in the link for anyone that might need to have a chat with anyone. So please feel free to call those numbers if you feel that mental health is having an impact on you. Nobody's here to judge anybody. What we're here to do is basically share our opinions in terms of how mental health during the lockdown has become a lot more kind of um, prevalent in terms of people talking up about it a little bit more, what we've read in the news, um, what we've heard from other people. So I think, you know, the impact the lockdown has had on people's mental health. We've got a few stats that Titch is going to go through. Um, so I'm going to hand over to Titch, who's going to talk about um, the periodic waves that we've had and some of the stats that we're going to kind of highlight have kind of stood out for us if you want to have a look at the actual full list of um, stats they can be found at mentalhealth.org.uk so yeah thanks hawk so um in wave one before the lockdown 62 percent of adults in the uk felt anxious or worried wave two early april 24 percent of adults in the uk felt lonely and in wave three late april 38 percent comfort a as a coping st strategy uh, wave four late may 47% of 18 to 24 year olds reported an increase in feeling lonely. Wave 5 mid-June, 27% adults in the UK felt lonely, 3% increase since wave 2. Wave 6 late July, 10% of the UK population reported suicidal feelings or thoughts. Out of the 10%, 19% were age 18 to 24 year old, 15% were 25 to 30, 34 year old wave seven late august 45 percent of the uk felt anxious anxious or worried wave eight late november loneliness crept back up to 25 percent wave nine before christmas xmas december 54 percent felt anxious or worried and wave 10 late february 2021 42 percent felt anxious or worried roadmap out of lockdown so uh, I think that's quite important in terms of when before the lockdown started back in March 2020, Leicester City has been in the hardest restrictions since the start of the pandemic. And we have been in terms of not coming out of um, the tiered system, etc. We was always put in the highest ones. And that's still been the case. And I think when you mentioned there um, to the, the end, the um, the roadmap out of lockdown has been a little bit more of a positive insight in terms of the dates of actually coming out of the restrictions with um, regards to being able to open um, services on the 12th of April, 17th of May, we're going to be able to do group classes at the gyms. Um, so there's going to be a lot more restrictions um, released. And hopefully, should the R rate continue to decrease and the vaccines be dished out, etc., the 21st of June, there should be a lift off all legal limits in terms of social distancing, etc. So some form of normality should be back in place around that time. But I think just from the stats that you've kind of pinged out there, one of the most interesting ones there for me was the suicidal feelings and thoughts of that age bracket. So 18 to 34 year olds is a young 
group of um, you know of uh, of adults that have had suicidal thoughts. And I think what's interesting to say, there's not actually been an increase of suicides during lockdown, but there's been an increase in suicidal thoughts and feelings, which I think is quite important because there has been quite a few discussions out there on social media in terms of, you know, young people taking their lives. Um, and I say young people because they're around the same age as is, you know, the 18 to 34 year olds. They, they are taking their lives. And, you know, in, in Leicester, we've known of a few um, names that have cropped up. Um, Pack, for instance, you know, you, you train at a gym where a few young people have actually sadly taken their lives. Um, you know, what, what do you think was the cause of that? Um, well, I reckon it probably has got to do, like, in regards to the mental health, probably has got to do with the, uh, the training and exercise element of things because it's like... Um, it's like a drug, isn't it? I mean, if you're like people are addicted to certain things, and obviously the exercise and gym aspect of things, people are addicted to going to the gym. They see that as a release and a buzz and a high. People are uh, until they get to the gym, they might be having a stressful day, the office, work with the missus, whatever it is, kids, whatever else. But as soon as they're in that gym, like the whole world is, it doesn't exist because you know what I mean. It's just that that training of there. So that 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 can have a big effect on people. And I reckon obviously the the gym I'm at, uh, two people in, in the lockdown committed suicide. Now, I don't know if it's in regards to like the mental health that they were dealing with prior to lockdown and everything else just got too much for them or it was the actual initial lockdown that caused it, but I can see how these sort of things could occur. Now, in regards to suicide, uh, me, this is me personally, um, I, I see that as a coward's way out because... Mm. The person who commits suicide, obviously, come on, we don't know what they're going through and the, the the amount of stress and everything else that they're dealing with and what's going on in their life, of course. But once they're gone, they're gone. They've not got yeah. to deal with it anymore. It's their family, kids, mother, father, children, whoever it is, friends that have to deal with that loss. Mm. So I see that as I see that as very selfish. I reckon um, it. I think the guy people who do take their lives, it's because they don't feel comfortable in talking. Mm. I think that's the biggest concern is being able to express your feelings and telling someone how you feel or what you're going through. Do you think it's a sign of weakness, people talking about the personal issues and thinking that, yes. you know, especially for males, do you think it's a bigger thing in terms of not feeling as if they're able to talk to anyone about the issues that are kind of, you know, whether it be finances, whether it be relationship, whether it be um, their, their own health. Um, do you think it's seen as a sign of weakness to actually speak up about the mental health? I don't know about weakness, but like, it all depends on the person. Mm. Some some people might just be open and be able to, like me and you, Hawks, the amount of years we've known each other, yeah. I'm always coming to you, calling you in person. Yeah, at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so sorry about that yeah two o'clock in the morning but me and you like yeah i mean i'll come yeah. to you with not not problems or issues but certain things questions, I've got my questions or yeah. things that i, I, I can't get aggressive of myself yeah, yeah, yeah. or deal with myself so i need help and but then, opinion but that, so that's and you have got you, that relationship isn't yeah it? no and, think, and another thing is you have helped me so much like you don't not understand certain things that you've done and helped me with do you get it yeah, where i'm <laughs> I can't go to other people and stuff yeah. like that so yeah I mean it all depends on the person but a lot of men how he was saying yeah probably do feel like is it emasculated or, or weak that they can't go to other men or mm -hmm. other people about their feelings And but that's only the only reason why you can speak to Hawks about it is because 
you both have an understanding. Now, there's certain, especially within the Asian community, um, you know, if two men were there, one man, one man's gonna tell the other guy that yo, you know, I'm having these issues or these thoughts going. Well, most of the time, the guy's gonna laugh at him, especially it's if they're from. based, isn't it? Yeah, especially if they're from, let's say, back home or they got backwards mentality. Mm. You you can't do that. You can't come and tell someone that yo, my wife bullies me, or I'm having these issues with my mm. wife, because within the Asian community, I'm only saying Asian commu- community because I'm obviously I'm Asian, so yeah. I can only speak about what I know. The man's meant to be the you know the guy's meant to be the man of the house. You know he's meant to be telling the woman what you should be doing. Whereas if it's, if the if the if the you know if it turns around where the woman's telling the man. It doesn't doesn't mm. look right. Um, I think that's that that relationship has evolved, hasn't it? In terms of you know, it's not just men that can actually suffer from the mental health. It could also be females. Of but it can, what yeah. you're saying in terms of the cultural element is, you know, yes, the, the, in the Asian community, for instance, the the males are the most dominant figures there. They bring in the bread for the families, yeah. etc., and the women stay at home. But I think there's definitely that kind of it's changed now. It's evolved to a point where it's now equality, isn't it? Yeah. And I think that's really important, you know, to mention that because I can't see me treating my wife that way no of course not you know i think yeah. the day i do that she's taking the kids and back to yeah, no, barking yeah. and going. <laughs> the, re- the, the reason lot, why i yeah. say men is because they they are less likely to open up mm. than women so if you look at there's some stats yeah. and stuff that if you, that men will not speak out as much as women women yeah. might be comfortable they'll be able to do it but men won't but it's just i think it's i think society. it all depends on the men though yeah, I, 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 I think it all depends you. on how open the guy is, and mm. if he, if if the man really wants to sort out the issues and problems he's dealing with, and if he feels closed off to the world. But yeah. if, if he, like like men should be able to talk about their emotions, their feelings, and what's on their mind, and stuff. But it's but, not always been. Like that, no, it's it? not. It's not, and it still isn't. It still yeah. isn't. Don't get me wrong, because we as men with feelings and emotions, we just. Bury them, push like we put them in a jar. This is what we do. This is what we do. We can't open jar. We put them in a jar. Yep. We tighten that lid on, and we just push bury that, it. bury it, bury it, bury it. And we do we that until explode. one day we explode. Do you yeah. know that um, three times as many men as women die by suicide? Did well, you know that? That's that's well, well, that's that's the thing then, isn't it? Because if men are not the, the stigma attached to men speaking up, then could lead for them to bottle all those emotions and worries and concerns deep down there, and things could get worse. Mm. Now, when things get worse, is it easier to speak to someone then or is it easier to just think, I've failed everyone, I've got nothing worth living for and the, you know, like you're saying, the selfish kind of thoughts of taking their own lives, yeah. regardless of what that uh, the circumstances are, we don't know how that individual is feeling to actually make them feel and that, that's the thing isn't it you know for someone to take their own life or have those it gets feelings, to that stage yeah, before yeah. it gets to that stage instead of bottling every like you're just putting bits and bobs in that in that yeah, jar yeah, yeah. And of course. It, but if you were to just every everything that happens every every issue that occurs or every whatever if big or small if you were just to say look this is this is the problem this is what mm. i'm feeling this is what I'm going through. But what happens if you don't have that support network? What happens yeah. if you're if you've not got on it. your own? Yeah. You know, say for instance, you grew up in Scotland, for instance, and you had a job opportunity that was here, and you moved from Scotland. You left your family there, ended up coming here. You got um, you became an alcoholic because you know things were just getting shit. You can't just pick up the phone. And no, you've got nobody. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You so, haven't. So yeah. you know, those individuals might be struggling more. Then we actually kind of figure. I mean, you know, 
I, I touch wood, I've had that support network around me in terms of, you know, having family members to speak to, having you guys to speak to, having the guys here at the academy to speak to as well. But not everyone has that luxury. No. And I think that's the thing in terms of, yes, that's our opinion that, it, you know, suicide is selfish. But what we need to understand is why did it lead to yeah, them to why feel to that, of course. that they are, you know, not worth you know, being on, you know, the, the, there's no point in them existing. Uh, you know, what what has actually made them feel that way? Because everyone has a relevance in this. Um, and it's what Titch was saying as well. Probably they might be thinking, oh, if I go to somebody and tell them I'm feeling this or feeling mm -hmm. that, they might laugh at me or they might think I'm yeah, this or yeah, might think I'm absolutely. that. And yeah. So I that's think, you know what, thing. you need to learn to be happy. I think that's the main thing. Yeah. Um, but what, what do you do by happiness? Having do what you know, you a healthy bank, do, bank account? No, do having what food you on think the table, is, is having a right. roof over your head? So look, you're going to have a healthy bank account, yeah? You're going to work your whole life just until about 40, 50. You've stopped doing everything. You're just mm. saving, saving, saving. Just say when you're 50 and you, you're bed bound. What, you, what have you done? What have you achieved? Yeah, you've achieved that bank balance, but you've not, you're not, you've not enjoyed life. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's... And you don't take it away with you either. Yeah, you, you don't so. take it away with you. I think you need to have a balance... Um, yeah, you you need to enjoy life as well because that that has a big impact as well. Like with you, Pac, gym is so important to you. If there was no gym, just say so you couldn't train, how would you feel? I'd go mad. Yeah, see, there you I go. Would, so that, it that, would, it that would makes have, you it happy, would. doesn't it? Though. Yeah, training. no, it does. It makes me happy, obviously. But I'm just saying, in life in general, how you saying it's true. You, you gotta you gotta learn to be happy with everything. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You have to you be might, selfish, you, man. Yeah, you, know, you have to think be, about yourself. Yeah, but your job might be a bit shitty or. You know what I mean? Whatever else it is, but you know what I mean. At the end of the day, you're alive. Yeah, you you got a roof over your head. Yeah, food on your table. Mm. Yeah, you've got a lot more than what other, a lot of other people have got. But so. then saying that, that's that's us taking things for granted again. I think being content as well, right? There is being content, but we're talking mental health during the lockdown, yeah. and we know a lot of businesses have had to close. Oh, did yeah, you definitely. Know, putting people on furlough, etc., and then redundancies and all the rest of it none of us were expecting to kind of go through the pandemic and for the time frame it's lasted mm. it's been ridiculous you know so that individual who thought yeah i've got a mortgage i've got myself a lovely house now the wife's left me now i'm stuck with this mortgage or whatever it is because you've lost your job you know that's not that individual's fault and it's not as easy as saying well i lost my job i'll just get another one mm. the competitiveness out there in terms of the labor market right now is silly you know, if you're looking at um, young people age 18 to 24 going for a job, if they're furthest away from the labour market, but yet you've got graduates that are graduated, who are employers taking on board? The ones that have graduated, the ones that can do reports, the ones that have got the academic skills to actually get into that employment. People don't want to invest in those young people, you know, so a lot of work has to be done with them to prepare them yeah. and move them along their journey to get into the labour market. But maybe that's the reason why a lot of young people feel like I've got no ambition. I don't know what the future is going to hold for me. What's the point? And I think, you know, that's the thing. And that's a scary thing for me thinking that, you know, what can we do to make young people and adults, males, females, you know, anyone that is feeling suicidal, feel comfortable that there is someone that you can talk to. There is always light at the end of the tunnel. It might not be in our plans, but you know, the, the element in terms of having the suicidal thoughts, there's definitely people that you should be able to speak to, but those circumstances have been put on us 
so rapidly since last year due to the pandemic kicking in. And things haven't gotten better. We've, we've got that roadmap out of lockdown, which has given us a little bit more insight. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting family. I'm looking forward to having the barbecues. I'm looking forward to just giving you guys a hug. You know, at the minute we're sat socially distanced whilst we're doing podcasts. You know, we can't even do fisty bumps. You know what I mean? We're doing elbow bumps and all the rest of it, trying to adhere to the social distancing measures that are in place. But those individuals that haven't even had that social interaction or kept in touch with those people that they grew up with or family members, etc., because things have just kind of gone to pot, you know, they put themselves in a rut. How do you get out of that rut is the question, isn't it? Mm. I think the other thing is as well, the fact that you're being told what you can do and what you can't. Absolutely. I think that messes, you know, plays with your mind a lot. Mm. Um, they're saying, Yo, you, you know, you can't go here, you can't do this, you can't do this. Whereas before, you just you could do whatever you want. Mm. All of a sudden, being told gyms are closed. Yeah. You know, um, only certain amount of people can. You can only meet up with certain amount of people. I think that's play had a big impact on people's mind as well. Yeah. The thing is that obviously, if you adhere to all that as well, so they're saying that you can't go here, you can't go there, you can't see these people, you can't see your family members, you can't. I didn't do any of that. If they're saying you can't, yeah. you can't visit this person, you can't, you can't tell me not to visit my family member, or you can't tell me to, uh, you can't, you're not allowed to go visit your significant other, or you, you, you're not allowed to household, this many households can't go to this household. Come on. Mm, but I think, I think that, Who are they to tell you? But right? I think that's their strategy in terms of managing the risk of transmission spread. No, I understand that. I think, that, I think there's, there's better ways it could have been done because they're all talking about once you've had the vaccine, you're okay, because yeah. you'll have to wear a mask. Exactly. Do you know the, what vaccine, I mean? so, the vaccine doesn't do anything. You're still going to catch corona. Whether you get the mm. first jab or the second jab or the 15th jab, you're, you're not immune to getting the virus. Mm. So, and it goes back to what you said about the person, the young people um, in regards to the suicide and how they're feeling. Now, these people are telling you, you can't go here, you can't see this person, you can't see your friend, can't see your family now that's your support if, network if, gone, right now if you're if you're if you're a person that is going to adhere to these rules and regulations and now you're thinking oh you know what well, i can't see this person who i love who loves me and i can't see that this person who i love and so if you're thinking right there's no love no more and this that and the other mm. what have i got to live for and what am i going to yeah. do and then that's going to push your feelings and this that and the other you get it yeah yeah so absolutely. that's that's a, that's another thing if you know that out out, out there in your house, wherever it is in your house or out there, that there's somebody that loves you, mm. that just wakes up thinking, yes, this person's in my life. Yeah. And you appreciate it. You're not going to take your own life. Mm. But I think the thing is, there's, there's obviously that self-medication element as well. People have kind of turned to drugs, alcohol, the comfort eating element, which was mentioned there as well. Mm. I think that's been increased because, you know, pubs have been closed. That was a social gathering for a lot of people, wasn't it? Although, you know, sometimes the pubs might not be the best person for someone that has a drink issue. Mm. But at least they were there being able to kind of talk about their emotions, socialise, they've got something to do. But when you're on your own and you've got yourself a six pack or a crate or whatever, and you're on your own and you're just drinking your, you know, your, your, your emotions away, then, yeah, you can imagine how much of a negative impact that can have on someone's mental health and you know one of the things that i think is you know depending on what happens after the 21st of june if we are put into another lockdown gyms should be seen as an essential service to remain open to tackle and combat individuals mental health yeah, definitely. you know and i think we've got more measures in place as a gym owner we've got more measures in place than you supermarkets like Tesco. Yeah, that's yeah, so what I'm saying. So what, 100 people can be in an aisle in Tesco, in the meat aisle in Tesco, right? Yeah. 
Getting the protein fix. Get, yeah, get, wherever, wherever Isla is, the milk car, the dairy are, all these people right next to each other, right? Grabbing for the milk and grabbing for the fruit and veg and dairy. Mm -hmm. this. So that's allowed. But you can't go and exercise and, do you know what I mean, release endorphins that make you feel better Absolutely. and make you feel great about yourself in the day or... Well, well, they're happy to open up your fast food restaurants yeah, for gyms yeah. and stuff. So the I think it's, food, yeah. um, that, that needs to be explored in more detail. And I think there were petitions put out there. But it, it feels as if it falls on deaf ears at times. When it goes to Parliament, etc., the decision's already made. It doesn't matter what we say. And I think that's yeah. that's the bad thing about it. And as a gym owner, yes, we did want to open up the doors. But, you know, we can't be hit with a fine. I haven't got that finance there. And if we were to be kind of battling that, you know, it doesn't give me any time to enjoy being here. It's more of a hindrance. Yeah. So, you know, by, by us adhering to what the government are kind of saying to us, We've had to do that out of choice because financially, yes, we could have set up a GoFundMe page and everyone could have donated a tenner and kind of paid that bill, etc. How many people are going to do that? I've not got no reassurance. I've not got it in a contract. To, you know, I'm binding contracts. No. It's word of mouth. It's kind of, mm, if I was to keep the gym open for you and I get hit with a fine, are you willing to pay for that fine? Bollocks are you. I'm not being honest. Yeah, Bollocks no, are no, you. No, no, You'd be more wanting to spend that £10 in terms of putting food on the table for your family. You know, not looking after an establishment like us. But I think, you know, there, there have been a lot of gym owners that have actually gone through that rigmarole in terms of trying to stay open and credit to them. You know, I'm not I'm not disputing that. And I'd love to have been in the same position. You know, I've had the, the, the advantage of owning this place and coming in and when I wanted to. So I've had access to the gym, but I've not opened the doors up to students. And that's what I would love to have done throughout the whole of the pandemic is allow people to come in to help you know, do do my bit, mm. you know, in terms of tackling mental health during the lockdown because we know how beneficial gyms are. Hitting the bag for three three-minute rounds does enough to actually make that person that might have those feelings and thoughts and just put them to the side for yeah. a day. Then come back, do it again. Put those thoughts to the side. You know, hopefully that percentage decreases then in terms of those that do feel that way. So, you know, I, I would love to have kept the gym open, but, you know, during the lockdown it's been... It's been hard, but in that time, you know, in positive sense, I've been able to come in and do some upgrades. So, you know, we've ramped both toilets in the actual academy itself. We've got a cage wall up now, etc., and it's looking a lot more welcoming. We've still got a lot to do. So, you know, what's crazy as well is, you know, that you were talking about the gym being closed. Like, you know, when you go to the park, a little section there as well for training. Yeah, it's all taped off. That's all taped up. I think personally, I thought that was stupid because I know, I know we, we wouldn't yeah. stop spreading Corona, but. When you go to your local supermarket, you're touching something someone else comes mm. touching it. What, yeah, it doesn't what's the make difference sense. In that? Absolutely. All, these, all the exercise things in the parks are taken off. The gyms are closed. Yeah. Even or, that, just yeah. someone going there, doing a little pull-up or, you know, just doing a little bit. I think I it agree. helps. Um, I agree. Yeah, but all the takeaways are open. McDonald's is open. KFC mm. is open. Uh, you can go in there and, you know what I mean, order yeah. what you want. When we're in a... You know what I mean? There's a national pandemic. Yeah, there's a health risk. There's a health scare. People are dying. But yet they're okay right? for people to get obese. Yeah, yeah but you yeah. can go and yeah, you can yeah. go and eat a burger and chips and this and the other. But you can't go to the gym to run on the treadmill. But you can't go yeah. to the park to do some exercise. No, I agree 100%. It doesn't make you sense. Know, what do actually, you think? Do you think there's going to be another lockdown? I think there is. Potentially. I mean, there's, you know, come winter time next year, sorry, the, the end of this year, next year, maybe we do and this is the thing do we go back to normality of things evolve to a point where working for me i can go with a hybrid approach of working from home and going into the office that's my nine to five coming here i have to be i can't teach on zoom i've, I've done the zoom sessions it ain't the same 
it is not the same. I hate looking at myself on the fucking camera. I'm on video calls for the whole day anyway, and then I'm fucking teaching on a fucking video mm. call. You know, so I think that's the way forward. And I don't think, I think there's benefits there in terms of other means of using your computers to do seminars, webinars to an international audience. But I teach best when I'm here in person. Of course. That's when I am on fire. That's my platform there. You know, we're using this as a platform to voice our thoughts and opinions and getting people to listen to the shit that we're talking. But this is valuable shit now. Definitely. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, whatever we're talking about, it's kind of had an impact. Into, I, I know for a fact, if I wasn't able to come and just do a little workout, it's not as intense as it used to be, but just moving. My son comes onto the mats and he runs about and plays. He puts the crash mats down. He does his somersaults, etc. It's great. He gets to move around. He gets to play. Now, what we've done from April is we've still got the socially marked zones. So in capacity-wise, in the combat room, for instance, we can get 30 people on there with no social distancing. That's dropped down to nine. Look at the impact in terms of numbers. From 30 students to nine students, that's almost one-third that we can actually facilitate for. Yeah. How much money are we losing as a business? You know, we've not had people paying memberships because they're thinking, I'm not going to be able to go and use the gym when those guys ain't there in terms of what a membership offers. So yeah, it's had an impact on the business. Luckily we had some grants that we could have, uh, you know, we applied for, but keep the gyms open. Yeah. You know, I think that's going to be a good, the amount of students that I've spoken to on a personal basis in terms of the WhatsApp me privately and just basically say, I'm not being able to come to class because I'm not feeling this. I'm not feeling this. It's still happening now, even though we are open to some extent, even though we're open house, I'll come in and I'll say to you, ask, can we do pads today? And you're like, no, well, how do I feel? You, you, I mean, you, you're basically like a child in a candy shop <laughs> asking me, I, I want to have these sweets. And I'm looking at you as a father going, no, sir. Yeah. See, <laughs> so look at the impact. You know what I mean? Yeah. All I want to do is do some pads. And obviously because of all this rubbish that's in, uh, that's, 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 that's going on. Yeah. It, you, you can't do it. And I understand obviously, but look at that impact. And that's just there. So well, the and, thing is, we've got a solution for that. And, and that's, pair people up and you know we we've thought about it all we've kind of looked at the the risk element side of things we could have people training in pairs and you stick with that partner for the whole of the class mm. sanitize things before sanitize things afterwards you know we've got the track and trace here as well you know what more do you want yeah. you know we've got like i said we've got more measures in place here than a lot of establishments yeah, i walk they, around they and takeaways and supermarkets, yeah, i walking yeah. through town the other day and this the sign saying remain two meters apart bollocks is there fucking rubbing shoulders someone i don't even fucking know <laughs> yeah. do you know what i mean i was like looking at him going piss off it's supposed to be two meters yeah, exactly it? when you're in the queue in tesco paying and, and you got someone like, breathing down your neck yeah you just, you just think, God's sake, man. <laughs> they think wearing a mask is going to make a major difference that's why they feel like they're all right being close nah, nah. I, I think there's the you know, there's a lot of kind of concerns around the processes that people have kind of implemented. I mean, from the mass, you see how many people lit are. They don't even put them away. Properly. Yeah. You know, it's just scattered and, and, everywhere. And, and obviously, where is that mask when you're not wearing it? Mm. Is it in your back pocket? Is it in your bag? Is it, where is yeah, it? Yeah, where course. is it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh. I mean, you know, like I said, the, the roadmap out of lockdown looks a lot more positive. And I think people's anxieties have kind of decreased to a certain extent. You know, they've made announcements that people that have had the, the, the jabs can book flights from the 17th of May, I think it was. I've tried getting the, the, the booking myself on for the vaccine just out of curiosity, not eligible. So you're telling me I can't go take my family on holiday? 
you know so it's it's, it's again that catch 22 isn't it you know you, you're trying to do the right things you're trying to adhere by the government guidance but then you think well th there's still a lot of uncertainty there isn't there so, so do think, you think they're going to stop you flying if you don't take a vaccine i, I hope not because i don't see i think they will Stop do you think play. so? Yeah. What the, the the vaccine passport or something? Like yeah, that. yeah. Oh, will, the thing will. is, I don't think they will do that. They're not against your human rights. In a way, it is, isn't it? Because okay, but then just in the country you want to go into, their rule is you need to have a vaccine before you come in there. They, well, guess what? We'll fly somewhere else. Yeah, yeah but the, uh, most countries can have that. No more tour to fucking Amsterdam then. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what I'm saying is, a lot of people are not like like I don't know about Titch because he gets in all the time but mm. me and you we're not having the well, we're not, we've not had the vaccine I would never ever consider having it so what about or people that think like us, the country is not going to be thinking. Well, there's going to be people out here that are not. Maybe there's going to be categories. You know, if you're over a certain age bracket, you must have the vaccine. Mm. Maybe there's going to be some more clarity there. But for, as we speak, I think that's again that uncertainty or that level of uncertainty causes anxiety for people. And I think that again comes down to the government providing a little bit more of a pathway. You know what? You know, don't mention that we're going to have passports and then take the passports away. Don't say that we're not going to have passports and then put passports in. You know, it's playing with people's emotions. And I think just having someone there to provide more clarity in terms of how things are going to look in the future, I, I think it's going to happen. I, I, you know, in terms of clarity, I think we're all going to get to a point where we think ah, COVID was a bitch. You know, and we're all able to sit together again, go for a meal, not worry about having to fucking pull out this cotton face mask covering um, before you go into an establishment and take it off when you sat there. You know, you queue up at an airport and you have to be two metres apart. And when you get on a fucking plane, you... Next <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, it, 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 yeah, there's, there's a lot of kind of, you know, confusion in terms of the, the, the processes. But I think that there is some elements where I kind of think, well, okay, that makes sense. But then it falls on its ass. Um, you know, when you kind of look at it and go, what was the point? So it's it, it's there. But I, I, yeah, I, th I think, you know, Jim's got to stay open. And I think tips in terms of how to actually manage your mental health during the lockdown, you know, if you're working from home, for instance, is discussing with your employer and, your, you know, seeing how you can actually work best from home. I've been fortunate enough to actually have an office space at home. I can detach work away from home life. Some people are working on the kitchen tables. You eat your food there. Yeah. You speak to your, you know, your family there, and now you have to work there, you know. And I think that's quite difficult. And I think speaking to your employers, if you have, um, you know, if you're still employed and working from home, you speak to them in terms of the adjustments that can be made to see if they can make it more comfortable for you to work from home. And I think that's an, a massive factor, isn't it, in terms of, you know, how your mental health can be supported from your employer. And you know, I think there's um, there's been some restrictions eased in terms of whether you're on benefits as well. Um, I think whilst working from home, you can also claim work from home um, tax relief. So, you know, there's there's areas there that you can actually explore. explore. But, you know, those that are on part furlough, for instance, and those that need to manage the finances, start budgeting, you know, we ain't able to go out and get your Dom Perions and go out on a Saturday and blow all your wages and all the rest of it. You need to factor that in in terms of what can you do to save money if you are part furloughed, you're not getting your full salary, whatever it is. And I think budgeting is quite vital, you know, otherwise you can't live the way you did before because you're not having that income, isn't it? So it's making those adjustments in terms of, right, if my income has decreased by this much, what do I need to stop doing? What is a luxury and not a priority? 
you know, you got to pay your bills, for instance, you got to put food on the table, those things, isn't it? You know, it's not about having, um, you know, your favorite ice cream um, bought at shopping, maybe do without for a little while, you know, just in terms of managing your budgets. The other thing is staying connected with others, you know, text video calls or meeting outdoors um, where possible, despite the restrictions in terms of only being able to meet six, at least stay in touch with someone. And I think that's the thing that we do. You know, we've, we've got the luxury of kind of meeting here, texting each other on a regular basis just to kind of discuss the episodes and just in general have a chat. And I, I do the same with my sister who lives in, uh, lives in London, you know, FaceTime and getting to see my nephew, etc. But it's not the same. Not the same. No, yeah. You want to meet them in person, but I think we're getting there. But for those that kind of have isolated themselves at home and, you know, maybe they're listening now, don't be afraid to pick up the phone, drop someone a text, touch base. And I think the great thing about a lot of friendships that I have, even if I haven't spoken to that person for six months, a year, when we do retouch base, it's like we only spoke yesterday. That's when you know that's a relationship worth keeping. You know, for those that only speak now and again, that's more of an acquaintance. For those that it feels like, you know, we've spoken every day, that, that's a relationship worth keeping. And that's the ones, you know, you, you kind of reminisce about the past and all the rest of it, and you have yeah. those jokes. And it's great because it makes you smile. Yeah, you know? And I think that's the thing. They're, that's what they're people the types, need, though. That's exactly. And they're the types of people that you want to be touching base with, not the ones that kind of feed and draw on that negativity no. and make you fucking feel even more lower. Yeah. You're thinking, fuck it, I feel worse than I did before. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> You know, and I, call, I call those people energy vampires. En energy vampires yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Energy vampires. Maybe we should talk about energy vampires. There's a lot of them apart. So. <laughs> Pat, you need yeah. to start answering my phone calls when I ring you. <laughs> Maybe he's avoiding you because you're yeah. an energy vampire. <laughs> <laughs> You've got, you got a point there, mate. Definitely got a point yeah. there. But, you know, having someone to talk about your worries, and it's a bit like we're going back to the, the elements of being a male, the cultural aspects of things is part that aside. You know, at the end of the day, fuck it. Doesn't matter what people think about you. Don't people matter. are always gonna. No, think. what people. Exactly. You know what it is. What people think about you has got nothing to do with you. No, it's not your problem. You no. can never. You can never control. It's got that. nothing. It's got <laughs> nothing to I mean, do with you. You must get that all the time when you're in the gym. People are looking at you yeah. constantly because of your size, etc. And the hard work you've put in to become yeah. that size, including. But not. not yeah, funny. <laughs> but not even. Not even there. Just when you're walking about Tesco yeah, yeah, yeah. or wherever you're going, and you know what I mean. Does that make you feel paranoid that people are looking at you for the wrong reasons, or do you think they're looking at you because they're thinking, "Fucking hell, you see the size of that bloke." That's the thing. I don't know. See, that's why probably I'm so paranoid because mm. I. You know what it is? I can tell. And I'll be on. And this is not me lying. I can I can take you somewhere with me, and I, you know you've been we've been there's so many places, yeah. and I can I can nudge you and say, Hawks, see that guy there. Watch, he's gonna turn around, or what? He's gonna nudge his missus and like tell her and and look at me. Watch, and that's that's what will happen. Do you, do you not think it's a compliment? Because let's say you, you, you know I, I, I don't thought, know what, I thought, what they're I thinking. Though, big. Yeah, no, you but, know what I mean. You know, we've had pictures together, and people go, "Fuck you know, is that photoshopped?" <laughs> I don't know maybe what they're thinking. That's, maybe that's it's what, a compliment. Yeah, but that's why maybe I get paranoid thinking. Oh, but then does it does it not come down to that whole thing in terms of you shouldn't care what people think? No, I don't. No, I don't care what they think. But in my head, I'm thinking, oh, they're th they trying to like wish me bad or you yeah, know, yeah, you know yeah. that sort of thing. Then you start thinking like you know because obviously in our culture we be, mm -hmm. believe in evil eye and yeah, yeah, yeah. all that you know black magic. We believe well, obviously I think that and that that again that determine that goes down to well if your faith is strong if your beliefs are strong then it shouldn't that matter. doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it should not matter. Yeah, because nothing can touch you. Right, yeah. but again, I mean, sometimes you might just think, "Oh, are they, are they wishing bad on me or good on me?" Or because a lot of places I go, you know, you get those certain looks and this, yeah, that, yeah. and the other. But like I said, it doesn't phase me, and mm. I know it's going to happen. I can, like I said, I can tell you it's going to happen before it happens. I see it, right? Yeah. But I just, 
And it doesn't like I don't I don't, it don't, I don't let it affect me. But maybe, I'm just saying it happens. Maybe they're looking at you because you're handsome. Or maybe they're maybe. looking at you because <laughs> they think you look like someone. No one <laughs> I don't know about all that, but yeah, what I'm saying is, it's it's one of those things. But yeah, yeah. what people think of you, you sh you shouldn't you shouldn't dwell on that, and you no, shouldn't be bothered I, about I that. And then, you know, this is a, a a quick example in terms of talking about someone's worries. You know, someone is looking at you. Why they're looking at you? Mm. And we just had a quick discussion there in terms of how we can actually make you feel better. Maybe they're looking at you because you are handsome. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's true. You got my cup of tea, so. <laughs> but the yeah. other thing is, be active. You know, sign up for a gym. Now that gyms are opening up, sign up for a gym. Go and do your research. Go and find an establishment which suits you. You know, not every place is going to be right for you. Yeah, so go and do you, you know, do do your research. Find out where you feel comfortable. The types of people that train there, the instructors, the coaches, etc. Yeah, because atmosphere is a big. It makes a big difference Massively. on people. Yeah. You know, people that also understand you in terms of how to welcome you, how to kind of uh, relay that information. What analogies do the coaches use? and you know you can see the analogies that I use people kind of either click or they don't and I have to change that kind of um, approach so they can actually understand what I'm asking them to do yeah. at the standard that I want otherwise I look like everyone's got two left feet um, you know it's getting people to move freely and enjoy at the same time and you yeah. know mar martial, you exactly martial arts shouldn't be you know, well yes there is that element of discipline that's martial arts but it should be enjoyable. Yeah, of course. You know, why should you feel it's a burden? Oh, fucking, I've got to go train dogs. Yeah. You don't want to feel like that. I don't want to feel like that in terms of teaching. I will fucking, I'll pack and teach you. Yeah. They're hard work. I mean, you are definitely hard work. <laughs> pack, but. You know what, when, but when we come into gym, like, we have a laugh. Oh, I mean, all the time you know we have what, a laugh because you want to you enjoy it. But the thing is, you see the students that come and train on the Thursdays when we're together and it's every Thursday without, well, back and me, yeah. um, you know, but when you are there, teach, um, it, it, it is a, it's a, it's a blessing in disguise. I know what you're going to say, but for the people that don't <laughs> turn up all the time, that don't know what we are about, and they must turn up sometimes thinking, what the f Like on this Thursday here, yeah, yeah. like those, those new, <laughs> those, they must think, oh my God, what's it's, going it's on it's here? It's about to kick off, but you know, we, we can joke like that with yeah. each other. We've known each other for over 10 years. And I think that's the thing. It's We've got that banter, haven't we? Yeah. The training is hard, but at the same time, we've got that banter. We enjoy it. That's why we keep coming back. That's it. You know, and I think that's the thing. Find somewhere that you're going to enjoy. And, you know, try something new. You know, whether it's something that you never thought about. I, I never thought I'd be doing yoga, but when I started doing it, I was like, yo, this is really good. Yeah. You know, it's it's... Yeah, don't, don't be afraid of it. And avoid being glued to the media. And I think that's the thing. We said it before, didn't we? Media done a fantastic job in terms of fear-mongering. Scare-mongering, fear-mongering. Yeah, that's you know, what that's, yeah, and, you know, When you've got someone that's watching that news in the background 24-7, it's just repeating itself. Mm. Nothing's changed since no. you last heard the news an hour worse ago. Worse. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's the same shit. Maybe it's the same story tomorrow, but yeah. added a little bit more. That's it. And I think, you know, avoid that. Only, yeah, turn the you know, TVs off, man. Yeah, that's what people need to exactly. do. Exactly. You know, outside, get some fresh air. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, that's that's really, really true is, um, you know, take some time to relax. The mindfulness, meditation, yoga, go outside, you know, enjoy the fresh air. Yeah. You know, there's nothing to say that you can't go out there and enjoy fresh air. If you've got a lovely garden, Spend time out there. Yeah. You know, if you're working from home, if your Wi-Fi allows you to, sit outside. Yeah. You know, have a sure. cup of tea, you know, chamomile tea and do your work. Answer a few emails. The first thing in the morning, set yourself up for the rest of the day. Off you go. And, you know, one thing that I've actually really enjoyed doing, especially with my son, is actually cooking home made food. Mm. You know, making sure that, you know, there's no preservatives in there for him to consume. There's no processed shit. Make it all fresh. Yeah, it makes a big Te difference. Teach them a skill, yeah. you know, share a skill, learn a skill, you know, whether it's something that you've never done before. I mean, um, baking, for instance, if you've never baked a cake before, 
Find a recipe. That's, you know what? One, it was about a couple of months ago. Mm. It was on a Saturday. Like we had this conversation, I think it was earlier podcast, about how I only have sugar on a, on a, on a weekend. Yeah. So one of the Saturdays, I was feeling for banana bread. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, you know what? I don't want to call some baker or somebody. So I thought, let me just look on YouTube or Google of how to get it yeah. uh, made, ingredients and that. And I cooked it. It was beautiful. So where's ours? <laughs> Get in my belly. That's what you're saying. You know what? I'll have to, you know what? I'll have to make some. I'll have to bake some. I'll have to bake some again. But yeah. Let, let's let's that, give it like, a try. Like, like how you said about yoga, that's something I really want to do because we've had this. But baking, yeah. I've never ever before this, like, sat, I thought, you know what? Let me bake a cake or. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, people will probably normally laugh. You say, fuck, yeah. you're going to bake a cake. Exactly. But why not? I've got yeah, time. Exactly. You know, if you're at home, I've got, the, you know, taking the traveling elements to go yeah. to work. If you're working from home, you've probably, what, bought yourself an hour mm. in, in your daily commute to now do something that you've never thought about yeah. trying. You know, I'm not saying go crocheting or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> That'd be funny, wouldn't yeah, it? Definitely. <laughs> Is that you coming in with a fucking bag of wool and stuff and you yeah. can eat all that? Yeah. I know Titch could do that. He could pull that off. What's that? Crocheting. Crocheting, yeah. yeah. Make yourself a nice woolly scarf for the winter. I, I, I want to learn. I want to learn how to cook, man. That's what I'm gonna do. So again, challenge yourselves. Mm. Maybe we should actually say, right, next week we're all gonna try and make something, and we all kind of give it a go. Mm. You know, who knows? But maybe we, you know, you guys that are listening could actually give us some ideas in terms of what you want us to cook. I mean, I love, you know, when, when I went traveling around the world, I wanted to go where the locals ate. I didn't want to go. Yeah, with local yeah, cuisine is always. I want to yeah, try those authentic flavors. Mm. I want to know about the culture and I want to taste it all. I want to absorb it all. And that's kind of molded me to say that I'm actually, I'm not, I want to try that. I want to try that. I want to give that a go. No. I'm, you know, don't be afraid of it. And I, I, I want to try and encourage my children to do the same. And, you know, with, with my son, I, I do actually say, you know, just try a little bit. If you don't like it, fine. Go back to what you do like. Mm. You know, and there's no pressure there, you know, but doing that at home in the comfort of your own home. Again, nobody's going to cry about it. Mm, nobody's going to lose. It. I mean, it made sushi for him. My gosh, he's a sushi fanatic now. <laughs> now I have to learn how to do the whole Japanese skills in terms of cutting the tuna fish all nicely and preparing it. Oh, I'll tell you what, put me on MasterChef any time. You know, I might not win it, yeah. but people are going to say, there, he's fucking yeah. good. Yeah. He's bonkers, but he's fucking good. <laughs> and I think the other thing is, we've mentioned it before in terms of previous podcasts, is sleep hygiene. You know, in terms of your mental health is, and we're not saying, you know, because you can oversleep, but having a good routine, get off your phones. You know, if you know that this is the time I'm going to go sleep, anything can wait, you know. Mm, definitely. You know, you don't have to be overthinking about work. You, you're you replaceable. You know, I think that's one thing. With me, you know, the, the, the work that I do, sometimes I have stayed a little bit later just to kind of finish things off. But you're replaceable. I say that all the in time. In yeah. any yeah, establishment, definitely. you are replaceable. Yeah. Like, why a, are you going to be stressing number. at work? Why yeah, are you going yeah. why why to be stressing at work or, or overwork for a company that will replace you within a couple of days if you die? In a week. I think Denzel Washington really no, advocates that. Wasn't it Jet Li that said that? Uh, the, the, you know, to be honest with you, there might be a few yeah, people that have yeah, said that. Exactly, but I think, yeah. you know, you get hit by a bus and, you know, touch wood, that doesn't happen. But yeah. They're not going to kind of keep a shrine about you and say, no, we're not going to replace Hawks' job. You know what I mean? He said, they're not going to put a uh, tool form for me or a diva and stuff every day. They're going to say, right, it's sad that's happened. Replace him. Expendable. Is that not e yeah. Exactly yeah, that. That's it. Exactly that. So we're all expendable. So I think, you know, self-care is important and, you know, looking after yourself, mm. switching off from the world, turn your Blackberries off, turn your iPhones off, turn your Android phones, whatever is out there now, turn it all off. Yeah, you, know, you know, just you time, sleep. 
you know, take it, you know, close your eyes, read a book, self-education, yeah, etc. Deep breaths, set yourself up. You'll have a brilliant night's sleep. And, you know, to be honest with you, you feel better for it in the, in the morning because you, you, you're turning off your batteries, aren't you? You're recharging yourself. Mm. And then you're ready to face any challenges put in front of you. And, you know, there's going to be more challenges. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect, but you're going to be challenged on a day-to-day basis or the more you get into a routine, you'll be challenged less because you're thinking, you know what? I'm going to take it with a pinch of salt and I'm going to deal with this and I'm going to fucking conquer it. Yeah, that's how you've got to think though because if we go back to the beginning of this podcast as well, if you're always on your phone and you're seeing all this stuff, negative this and negative that, or even if, or even if you're on social media and you're saying, oh, oh, look how that person lives and that person's got this car and he's got that and he's got this or she's Affluenza. got this. They buy a 50-inch TV, you have to buy a 55-inch yeah, TV. Yeah, it's and, if, and if you're sat at home thinking, oh, oh, it's locked down, I can't do this, I can't do that, and this, yeah, like, yeah. but look, this person's got that, and they're going here, and they're going there, and they've been here, and they've got this. It's just going to make you feel horrible about mm. yourself. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's right. another thing. That's another, you know what I mean? So that, and if you're already feeling depressed, suicidal, however, it's going to make you even worse. So chuck your phone away, man. Social media, it's all So bullshit. talking about that, we've got a couple of um, support helplines that we'll also put in here, but... Titch, you want to just quickly mention a few of those helplines um, in terms of who's available for anyone that wants to make those calls to um, some charities and organisations that can help. So you've got Anxiety UK. The number is 03-444-775-774. You've got Calm, 0800-58-58-58. Mind, 0333-123-3393. Samaritans, 116-123. Young Minds on 0808-802-5544. Brilliant. So really, you know, this episode has been a little bit more sensitive. You know, people are kind of going to be probably thinking, you know, what support can they get? And again, like we said, speak. Talk about your concerns. You're not going to know until you you know you take the first step and maybe call these numbers or ring someone. Absolutely. and And, you know, if it's any of our students tuning in, Private message either of us. If you've got in a relationship with myself, drop me a message. And I'm sure, you know, we'll kind of point you in the right direction. If you've got, you know, a relationship with Pac, um, message him directly. If you've got a relationship with Titch and, you know, all of us will actually just do our best. Yeah. yeah, just, just open, open up. up. You know, we're, we're, we're always kind of up for listening to people as long as it's not drama. Um, it's got to yeah. be legit. We don't um, judge you know, nothing. No, there's no yeah. judgment there yeah. at all. You know, not saying we can fix it. But we will definitely do our best to kind of encourage you and provide that it's support. It's just that advice, though. Yeah, of That's course. What it is, just that yeah, advice. Yeah. Just to kind of direct them in terms of, you know, th- we're there for a reason. Mm. You know, what we do is, it's not, yeah, it's not just to kind of make it fluffy. It's there for a reason. We we are who we are because, yeah, we like helping people. Mm. That's it. Definitely. Um, you're right. Cool. So that's going to wrap it up with regards to episode four, mental health during the lockdown. What we're going to do next week is we're going to kind of vibe it up a little bit um we're going to talk about music and training and how music can have an influence in terms of your training ethics you know your temper that you work at and stuff so what we're going to do is we're going to share clips of our favorite songs and we're going to talk about how not listening to music may have an impact listen to the right music listen to the wrong music can have an impact in terms of your training so again hit us up on the dms let us know in terms of what your favorite songs are let's have a look and see whether we get any kind of repeats um i know there's definitely a song in my mind already ll cool j mama says knock you out when i want to finish that round off and i'm struggling that's the one that i kind of go to um so we'll have a little discussion there pat have you got a song that kind of resonates with you that you listen to when you think right i've got to dig into those depths 
to pull out the rasp rep. Yeah, um, we don't play it here though, but the tune is from Rocky Four, No Easy Way Out. Yeah. We'll we'll add that to the training. There's no easy way out. (laughs) There's no shortcut home. Yeah. No, that's cool. What about yourself, Titch? Have you got any particular song or any genre of music that really got you through training sessions? No, this is the only gym I listen to music. Otherwise, I don't usually train with music. I've just never. I don't. Yeah, just me. I don't listen to music. That'd be interesting to hear, you know, in terms of how you can train without having any music and what those reasons are. But yeah, hopefully, you guys, you've enjoyed episode four. Tune in next week for episode five. I'm Hawks. I'm Puck. I'm Titch. Stay blessed. The Evolved Evolved. 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 Evolved.